In 1061, a band of Norman knights arrived in Sicily, and within 10 years, the island was under their rule. Journalist Ross Belford talks to Sicily specialist Damien Croft and asks him just how the Normans achieved this astonishing conquest. Okay, well, Damien, the thing that I'm really never quite sure of is, is who the Normans were and where they came from. Well, absolutely. And um, this, is, this is something that everybody asks, um, you know, what were the Normans doing in, in, in an island in the Mediterranean anyway? Um, well, we actually have to wind the clock back a um, couple of centuries um, because originally they came from uh, what is nowadays Norway. Uh, you have to think. Oh, really? I just said Normandy. <laughs> so there we go. Well, well absolutely. I'm, I'm winding the clock back a little bit further than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Norman just actually means Norse man. They okay, were the, like Norseman, man from the north. Exactly. The, the yeah. man from the north. That's exactly right. Um, and, and they had settled in Normandy. You're, you're absolutely right. Back in the ninth century. Um, right. But, uh, and therein lies the, the interesting point, because they were, um, as it were, immigrants to, to Normandy. They, they didn't necessarily have land. Um, and so they, they found themselves having to hire themselves out as, as mercenaries to um, dukes and kings throughout Europe. And so that how they, was that how they sort of started building up their their power because they became they were all trained soldiers absolutely because absolutely. And, and that was a means to an end so it wasn't coming out of wealth it was coming out of the necessity to to make a living absolutely yes that's right I mean wow. uh, I mean if you think about it the, the Vikings were were famous for being soldiers and so on and so forth um, and Absolutely. That's what they've done. They've, yeah. they've, they've created careers out of um, hiring themselves out, and they were extremely successful at it. Um, to, to, and, and this is how they found themselves in, in southern Italy, uh, hiring themselves out to the Dukes of Salerno at mm -hmm. the very, very end of the 10th century, beginning of the 11th century. Um, and, and they were so successful that the Dukes of Salerno actually conferred um, their own dukedoms on these Norman knights in Puglia. So tell me about Sicily then, how, how the Normans came to end up in Sicily. Well, yes, I mean, this is, this is an interesting um, question um, because, of course, prior to the, 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 the Normans arriving in Sicily and the date that we put on that is, is 1060. But prior to that, of course, uh, Sicily was ruled over by the Arabs. And it had been ruled over the Arab, by the Arabs since um, well, the date that we, we give is 827. So the beginnings, if you like, of the ninth century. Um, but what had happened, um, the Arabs had, um, we have to say it was a very successful rule. Um, Sicily was, was becoming rich throughout this time, um, especially agriculturally. The Arabs had brought many innovations um, to do with agriculture, especially to do with irrigation, um, water, and so on and so forth. Um, so it was very successful, but what the Arabs had done was, was to split the island into three and to govern it in three um, triangles, if you like. Right. And, and, but what had happened is that they, they themselves had begun to squabble amongst themselves. And it was the uh, Emir of Tarmina, actually, who had invited two brothers, 
uh, Robert and Roger Altavira um, mm. to come and fight for him against um, one of the other uh, Arab emirs in, in Sicily. So the irony was um, that the, the Normans, who later became the conquerors, they were actually invited into Sicily in the first right. place. Right. Um, but what happened is they looked around, they, 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 yes, they were invited, and they, they rather liked what they saw, and they decided that they wanted it uh, for themselves. But that was how they arrived originally. They were invited. As, as, uh, just as they had been into southern Italy. A absolutely, yes, absolutely. So did the same thing same happen? Did the same thing happen in, in England? Were they invited in? No, no. England? So, so this, uh, and this is, this is crucial to get right, of course, because in the, the Norman conquest of, of, of England was not at all <laughs> by invitation. Um, but, but of course, they, it was very, very different because um, England, of course, was just across the English Channel mm -hmm. from uh, the Kingdom of Normandy. I see. Uh, so a completely different thing going on with the same, the same, so the same kind of people acting in two completely different ways in in what in England and in Sicily and southern Italy. Absolutely, and and the crucial thing about that, it was a very very different kind of invasion. So whereas the Norman invasion of England, um, William the Conqueror brought great forces across the English Channel to the, the Sussex coast, mm -hmm. whereas the Norman invasion of Sicily, we're talking about very tiny numbers of people, um, probably just two or three hundred Norman knights, knights by, right. by what we mean on, on horseback, and then yes. probably a few more um, foot soldiers, so maybe four or five hundred foot soldiers. Now, the crucial point here is how on earth could such a small number of Normans go on to conquer such a large island as Absolutely. as Sicily, and and they were all they were all the the the, the sort of three hundred followers were all captained by these two Altavilla. As far as we know, yes, yes. Um, I mean, we we don't have great details of of these foot soldiers. Um, they were probably hangers on. Uh, mm. people who thought they were in for a, a good thing really how did but anyway so we were talking about that but we we kind of got sidetracked and how, how did those 300 people conquer Sicily what do we know about yes, that yes absolutely there therein lies the, the story so um we, we need to put a few dates to all of this I think um, yeah. so Robert and Roger originally they came to to they were hired by the Emirs. that was in in 1060 um, mm. And it was in 1061 that they came over on of their own accord to 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 conquer uh, Sicily. They arrived in Messina was the first uh -huh. port that they arrived in. Um, it took them 11 years to move across the north coast of Sicily, and the date that we always say is the 10th of January 1072 that yeah. uh, Robert and Roger made their formal entry into Palermo. So it took them 11 years to, to cross the island. And, and how, so they, do, how do we know it was the 10th of January? Uh, well, we have, we have records of that. I mean, yeah. and, and, in, and in fact, I mean, um, 
I mean, it didn't all happen in one go, the conquest of Palermo. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a, an interesting story about this. It, it took them two goes to, 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 to conquer Palermo. But what they did was they um, chipped off town by town right. through the Nebridi Mountains. Originally, they were, they were aiming for Enna because they knew that Enna was the centre of the island. Um, so they thought, well, if they... If they conquered Enna, then um, the rest of Sicily would fall. But it was much harder for them than they believed. And mm. in fact, there's an extraordinary story. Um, one winter where um, Roger and his wife were holed up in the town of Troina. Or town, it was not even a town, it was a village of Troina. Yes. They were besieged by the Arabs. And there was very, very deep snow. They couldn't get out. They were, they were trapped. Um, but the, it was so cold that the Arab soldiers were drinking wine to keep themselves warm. <laughs> they drank a bit too much wine. They, they got drunk and yeah. fell asleep. And, and Roger and his wife were able to, to make their escape. But um, the, the famous battle was the Battle of Chirami, which was in... 1063 so mm -hmm. it had taken them two years to get to Chirami which is only about uh, 70 miles west of Messina and that was a very successful battle because um, this small Norman army uh, defeated a much more sizable Arab army so it, it was small um, small defeats or yeah. Small pieces of the island at, at a time. Um, so just to go back to to um, the the the, the, um, the battle for Palermo, uh, the um, it, it was in the previous year that the Normans had camped on a hillside um, above a town just outside Palermo, which is called Missilmeri, and they made a terrible mistake actually because um, the, they discovered that, the, that this hillside where they were camped was infested with tarantula spiders. Now, I don't know if you know about the tarantula spiders, but when it bites you, mm. it makes you itch. And the only way of getting over this itch is to move around and to dance and to shake about, hence the tarantula tarantella oh. dance of, of, of southern Italy, Puglia, so forth. So, so the Normans had to retreat from this hillside and they came back the following year and they defeated the, um, the, the Arabs, as I say, at uh, Missil Mary. And that was a very, the Arabs, um, and this, this was a thing that the, the Normans were very, very clever because they knew that they could never besiege the, um, the Arabs in, for example, in Palermo or something, they drew the Arabs out of the cities, into the plains, and they fought their battles there. Uh, and that was where the Normans were successful. But they also waged psychological warfare on the, on the Arabs. So, for example, at Missile Mary, when they defeated the Arabs, they, the Arabs had brought along with them carrier pigeons, which they were planning yeah. to release to fly back to Palermo to, to tell the police, people of Palermo that, yes, they'd been victorious. But the, the, what the Normans did was that they tore strips off the Arab soldiers' clothing, they dipped it in the blood, and 
tied it to these carrier pigeons and released it back to Palermo. So when these pigeons arrived in Palermo, the people were just stricken with, with terror because they knew that they, they'd been defeated and that sooner or later the, the Normans were about to arrive. Oh, goodness. Um, so, so yes, we, we have very, very well documented uh, knowledge of, of, of how the Normans arrived in Palermo. And um, so the, the, the Palermo presumably was the, most, was the most important city in, in yes, Sicily at that time. Yes, yes, it, and was, did, it, was, it was the capital of Sicily, even capital. under the Arabs. Um, Balarm was the name. Okay, oh yes. And so they then, did they then settle in Palermo? Did they then make that their capital? Yes, they did, absolutely. Um, um, what Robert did, so the, the two brothers, Robert was the elder brother, he actually left Sicily at that point and went back to Puglia, and that is the end of Robert as far as the story of Sicily goes. Um, he left Sicily in the hands of his younger brother, Roger, and Roger became the ruler of, of Sicily, but from politics. And was he known as the king? Um, no. Um, now, that's a good point. Uh, we'd, I'd forgotten to mention that. But of course, at this point, Sicily was not a kingdom at all. Um, uh, so he wasn't known as the king. Um, and in fact, never throughout his life was he ever known as a king. Um, the, the kingdom of Sicily was only something conferred on um, the, the Normans in the 12th century, in 1130. It was conferred on them by, by the Pope. Pope Anacletius. I see. And so they came to Sicily, they settled in Palermo. What, where did they have their headquarters? Did they just take over the building that the Arabs used or, or, or what happened? Yes, so, um, well, the, the Normans did something actually that turned out to be very intelligent. Um, they took over, uh, uh, yes, you're absolutely right, a, a castle, an Arab castle, but it, was one, it wasn't a very important Arab castle under the Arabs. It was, a, it was just a tower, as it were, on the um, old city walls. Yes. But the, the geography of Palermo is such that it slopes down to the sea. So this mm. tower on the old city walls was actually the highest point of the city. And that's why Roger chose it to make it his, his, his well, eventually it was his palace. Um, because, of course, he could see the whole, the whole of Palermo below him. I mean, it has to be said it's that... It's on that huge bay, isn't it, Palermo? So he'd be able to keep an eye on... Absolutely, and he could survey baby. all of that. I mean, it has mm. to be said that Palermo was not a, not a very big city in, okay. in medieval times. I mean, you could, you could walk from um, Roger's Castle down to the sea in probably about half an hour. Um, but nevertheless, it gave him the vantage yeah. point of, of the whole city. And he made that his castle, and in, in time, of course, that became the Norman palace. Okay. And, and so, the, the, because they did a similar, I mean, presumably they're thinking it was the same about Enna, because Enna's really high and you can see for miles and miles around. Y yes, absolutely. So, I mean, um, Enna um, didn't, didn't fall to, to the Normans. So once they'd made Palermo their capital, then they set out to conquer the rest of of Sicily. So, for example, um, Erice didn't fall to them until 1077. 
um, Silicals in 1085, Agrigento 1086, and um, the last town to fall to them was Noto. Um, but yes, uh, Enna, so eventually they did make it to Enna, and they did, they did defeat Enna, but it was very much this idea that Enna was the, um, yes, it, it was the fortress of the whole of Sicily, because uh, as, you, as you know, of course, it is, it is very much the highest, um, well, it is actually the highest provincial capital in the whole of Italy. Um, so yes, it was, it was an important town for them to conquer. And again, this was the same, the same um, tactic. The um, Normans drew the Arabs out of the castle and they fought them on the plain below. I, I, I don't know if you remember the story of how the Arabs had originally um, conquered in, they conquered no, it on no. the Byzantines. I mean, it was, a, it was unconquerable, basically, Enna, because it was so much of a fortress. Mm. <laughs> and um, the, the, the only way that the Arabs had managed to conquer it from the Byzantines was to send stories. They sent a child up through the, um, through the latrines, basically through the, the sewerage system <laughs> yes. um, to, to, to get into the town and open the town door. And that was how the Arabs uh, got into Enna. Well, the Normans didn't have to resort to that. They, they drew the Arabs out. Yeah. So just returning to Palermo, so um, Roger, Roger I is there in Palermo with 300 or however many followers. Um, do other Normans begin to arrive at that point? Once yes, he's... yes, yes, yes. Now... Um, so it's probably got more followers than that by then because they've been there about 10 years by then, haven't they? Exactly. So, I mean... He, it, it has to be said, so um, as we mentioned before, under the Arabs, Sicily was becoming a very rich island. Um, it was very much a sought after place to come, to come and live. Um, but what the Norman, Normans did was uh, they gave land to other people, from other dukes and um, aristocrats from northern, northern Europe. Um, and this is, this is, I mean, although um, one attributes great things to the Normans, this is perhaps one of the, the only things that we, we, we can't uh, thank them for, really, because under the, under the Arabs, just to wind the clock back a little bit, mm -hmm. the, the Arabs had allowed everybody to have their own land, to grow their own food, their own crops, and so on. But under the Normans, they returned Sicily to the feudalism of the Romans. So right. they gave estates, as it were, mm -hmm. to other Norman knights um, and dukes from, from Northern Europe um, and conferred them. And this was the way they, 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 they governed the land of, of, of Sicily, essentially. Right. It, was, it was up to the, to the duke to put down um, the, the, any, any eventual uprisings in his, in his right. little patch of land, as it were. And so, this was the beginning then of, of a lot of the Sicilian noble families that there, there still are around today. Uh, absolutely, absolutely they're still around. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, there are, um, there are many, many um, Sicilian surnames uh, which trace themselves back exactly to, to, this, uh, to this period. Mm. Uh, I mean, just an example, one of the great ones, of course, was the Ventimiglia family, 
um, who, of course, they had their, their heartlands in the Madonia Mountains, uh, originally in Girachi Sicolo, eventually Castelbon and so forth, and then eventually in, in Palermo itself. But the, the same story was repeated throughout Sicily with these big Northern European families. Right. I'm quite interested to know, um, I'm just thinking about Palermo and, and that area. I mean, how much of Norman Sicily can you see? How, how, how many of the buildings that they, they built are there, are there left? Oh, oh, there's still an awful lot. I mean, this is, this is the fabulous legacy of the Normans, and particularly in Palermo, uh, their capital. Um, one thing that has to be said is that for all their their sort of bloodthirsty nature, these Normans, they were, they were extremely devout. Mm -hmm. uh, they were very, very devout Christians. Um, in their own way. It, it, well, absolutely. And maybe they needed to be. Maybe they yes. needed to, be, to somehow atone for their, for, their, <laughs> for their deeds. And what they did is they built churches. Yeah. And so mainly what we have in Palermo are um, certainly the finest churches in, in Sicily, um, and some people would even go as far as to say that they are the finest churches of, um, of southern Italy. Um, we also, it, it's not just uh, churches though that we have, uh, we, we do of course also have the Norman Palace, um, yes. although it has to be said that a lot of that has been converted subsequently to um, state rooms, it's nowadays it's the seat of the Sicilian Regional Parliament for example, um, so it no longer has the, the Norman um, uh, character that it, it did in the 12th century. But um, we also have for example the uh, Ladziza Palace, the, the Palace yeah. of William the, William the First. So it wasn't just churches, we also have some very fine palaces that, that the Normans left. Right, and, and going back to the churches, was there um because presumably or the, or the Arab population of Sicily would be Muslim. Were there any Christians in Sicily when they arrived? Like left, I guess the Byzantines would still be Christian, wouldn't they? Absolutely, absolutely, yes, yes. Um, now, uh, it has to be said that the, the Byzantines, the, the Greeks inhabited, tended to in, inhabit more the east side of the island. Right. Um, right. Um, whereas Palermo was more inhabited by the, the Arabs. Um, but it's certainly true that there was a Greek speaking population in Palermo. We know that for sure. Um, and we mustn't also forget there was an important uh, Jewish population in right. Palermo at that time. Right. Um, and, and they were a very important class of people because they were the, they were the merchants of, um, of medieval Sicily. And of course it was the merchants that were doing all the trade. They were the ones that were, that were bringing all the wealth to, to Sicily. Um, so absolutely we, we, there were Christians, uh, but there were also Jews as well. So, um, so they, they weren't ghettoized and, and it was the freedom of worship. For, yes, for, yes, absolutely. Right. Under the Arabs. I mean, uh, one, of the, one of the curious things, uh, <laughs> however, um, is that the, it, it appears that the Jews and the Arabs <clears throat> shared the same building for their worship. So right. the, the mosque and the synagogue was the same, um, same building. And in fact, we still have in Palermo 
via Mesquita. Um, it's, it, it still exists. It's, it's a curious road because it's a, mm. a, a, a and, and when you say, was it a ghetto? Um, that's, that's very interesting because I don't think it ever was a ghetto, but it looks a bit like a ghetto today. Right. It's a, it's a street without, it's a bit like a cul-de-sac, if you like. There's, there's only one entrance to this. And it's called Via, Via. Mesquita. And that means mosque. And Mm. yes, it's the old Arab word for, for, it's a, it's a word for a little mosque. A little mosque. I see. But the, the word was used synonymously both for a synagogue and for and for a mosque in, right. in Norman Palermo. Um, 